David Connell. I'm Senior Research Fellow at the University of Cambridge Centre for Business Research and also Chairman of Archipelago Technology Group. David, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Centre for Business Research podcast series here today. One of the measures the Chancellor announced in his budget was a five-fold increase in the Small Business Research Initiative. This is a new programme for most people. What does it mean? Well, the SBRI is closely based on very successful and long-running U.S. program called, rather similarly, the Small Business Innovation Research Program. And what SBIR is about in the States is using federal government procurement expenditure to give contracts to small businesses to develop technology and products that the U.S. government believes it needs either to improve the effectiveness of its own departments or deliver particular objectives, as for example in the case of defense and NASA, or for broader policy reasons, for example in the case of the National Institutes of Health. In the US, the program is worth about $2.5 billion a year, and it's more important than venture capital for funding the early stages in the development of new science and technology businesses. And the, the UK SBRI program was introduced after a long period of campaigning and advocacy by myself and others, finally in 2009. Why is it important and and what did you do as part of your campaigning? The reason the SBRI is so important is because it really represents a sea change in the kind of innovation support that the UK government is giving small businesses. And this is because it doesn't focus on technology push, which has been the dominant theme of so much of policy thinking in the UK in the past based around the exploitation of the science base. Instead, SBRI is much more about stimulating demand pull, and particular by making it easier for companies and the public sector, in this case, to play the role of lead customer. So what does a lead customer do? A lead customer in the science and technology sector is an organisation that is prepared to fund the development and trialling of new products and technology and then leading on to the purchase of prototypes and the first deployment within their own organisation. Any organisation that goes first is a customer is taking a risk. And for example, if a new UK business sets out to sell a new product to a potential customer in the US or Germany, virtually the first question they're going to be asked is, so can you show me one operating in your home market? The other very important benefit that any small business gets from a lead customer is that it gets endorsement for further customers and indeed for investors if that's required. Let let me give some examples. It is commonly thought that the most important source of innovation for science-based companies is academic science and that the most important source of capital is venture capital. The reality is that for the most successful companies, certainly in terms of creating jobs, it is nearly always customers that have to play the key role, lead customers. And let me give you a couple of examples. Let's start with the US. Microsoft had no venture capital to start with. In fact, Bill Gates was probably unbackable when he started his business. What he did was to to start by undertaking a series of paid development contracts for individual software companies to develop software for their own use. And then after a time, he hit lucky and met IBM, and IBM allowed him 
probably by accident, to sell the operating system that he developed for the first IBM PC to other companies, and the rest is history. Another example in the computer industry is Intel. Now, Intel actually was venture capital backed at the start, but the single-chip processor, which has been the key to its success, was actually financed under a development contract for a Japanese company. And we see this process repeated virtually everywhere. Certainly in Cambridge, the most successful companies in terms of jobs are based very largely on technology developed for individual lead customers and indeed financed by them. So lead customers are hugely important if we want to grow our science and technology based sector. Is this a new programme and does it already exist? So I mentioned the USSBIR program and the support of others. I've been advocating the adoption of something similar in the UK since about 2004. And there have been a series of government attempts to introduce something similar. This was finally successful in 2009 when the current UK Small Business Research Initiative was introduced. This operates in a very similar way to the US programme, and though it is still really quite small scale, about £20 million a year, has funded some very interesting technology developments in small businesses. For example, the NHS SBRI programme, which is probably one of the best, has funded technology in the area of wound care for individuals suffering from things like burns or diabetic ulcers through to possible cures for macromolecular degeneration, which is a major cause of loss of eyesight in older people. A number of these developments look very promising, and indeed some companies have already launched products on the market. So the UK programme has been in operation for about two or three years, but really needs to be increased by a factor of about 10 to make it broadly equivalent to the US programme given the relative sizes of the economies. So what does government or the Chancellor need to do next to make it effective? Well, well, the good news is that in the budget, George Osborne announced pretty much exactly what a number of us have been calling for, which is an increase in SBRI during the course of this parliament to around about £200 million per annum. Now, that's excellent news and represents really a major change in the emphasis of government innovation policy. It will, however, be quite challenging to achieve quite that level of growth, and there are some important dangers. What are the dangers? The first danger is that because of the pressure, departments will deviate from the model that works. And this is precisely what happened in 2005 when Gordon Brown announced a £100 million programme. What happened then was that it was implemented through a series of departmental targets with departments reporting expenditure against those targets. And perhaps not surprising, they all reported that they already achieved them without actually indicating what the figures covered. So it would be very important to the increased programme to be run in a very transparent way so that the exact competitions that are run are clear and the amount of funding that is provided through those competitions is transparent. So that fivefold increase that the Chancellor announced for the Small Business Research Initiative, it's good news. It really is fantastic news for small businesses and not just because it brings that important element of customer demand in the picture, which is quite frankly the best market research any company can have, that is to say, funding for development from a company that wants to use the product, but also because it delivers funding in a form which is appropriate to small businesses. 
the traditional mechanism by which government helps small businesses fund R&D is through grants and R&D tax credit. And they provide just a tiny proportion of the total funding of any project. And the amounts involved are also very small as well. What we have to remember is most new science and technology businesses, certainly the most successful ones in terms of generating jobs, do not start with bucket loads of venture capital and do not achieve the kind of profitability for many years that will enable them to spend significantly on R&D. What SBRI does for the first time in this country is give more companies sufficient funding to make a real difference. It's terrific. And for you, David, it represents eight years of personal campaigning with others. That's exactly right. So I started in 2004 by launching a campaign with the PIFA Cambridge and Campbell, precisely because I became aware as chief executive of a Cambridge venture capital fund of how appallingly irrelevant government support for innovation in small businesses was in the UK. Congratulations. Thank you very much indeed for talking to the Centre for Business research podcast series here today. Thank you.